Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ritual Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santa. I've got a great show for you today. I got principals from two of our elementary schools, Farmingville and Barlow Mountain. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start with Nancy. Nancy, why don't you introduce yourself? Good morning, Wes. Hi, everyone. I'm Nancy Karen. I'm the principal at Farmingville Elementary. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's great to have you. And Becky. Hi there. I'm Becky Lawson, I'm the principal at Barlow Mountain. Thanks for inviting us, Wes. Awesome. Awesome. So we are, we're bringing back a topic we, we have talked about before, but we want to look at it first off at two different schools and how they do it, as well as some other things that may happen outside of the normal aspect of what we call SEL, emotional, emotional learning. Um, so uh, what is SEL in a nutshell? And why do we think it's important, especially at the elementary level? So SEL is social and emotional learning. You might mm -hmm. hear that acronym a lot. And essentially what it means is we are teaching kids and adults how to be good people. It's learning about, so, about social awareness. It's yep. learning about being aware of others and how to regulate your own emotions to really be a compassionate and productive member of society. And can we do this for adults as well, please? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the components of SEL that we would see at an elementary school? So we have two big programs in elementary schools um, that we follow to help our kiddos with their social emotional learning and our staff. Um, the first philosophy is responsive classroom. And uh, I know you've talked about responsive classroom quite a bit, but oh, we'll, we'll go over it again. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, so basically what responsive classroom does is foster a safe, happy classroom and school by combining social and academic learning throughout the day. And the big things you'll see in an elementary school are a morning meeting, a closing circle, um, and sometimes a take a break area or a rest and return area, as well as buddy classrooms. We really believe in logical consequences and, and learning from our mistakes. So, you know, I would say someone who might be listening to this and might be like, is there still challenge in the classroom? Is there still adversity? Is there still rigor? You know, people want to say like, you know, those are all good things, but if everything is all like fluffy and nice, is there any, you know, when when does the rubber hit the road in certain situations? Yeah, that's a great question. Beck, you want to go ahead? Sure. So, you know, we know that kids are going to make mistakes because mm -hmm. developmentally, we know that kids' brains aren't fully developed yet. And, and we know that they are going to make decisions that break the rules or maybe aren't the best. And it's our job as, as adults to be able to guide them and help them when those things happen, which is why using the responsive classroom approach, uh, the kids work together to establish rules. And as the adults, we use logical consequences to, to help guide those rules. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Right. You know, it's it's something that you want to connect to that. Um, so like the responsive classroom seems like a a layout, if you will, of how the day should go. So the all the children know that there's going to be a time where in the morning they know it's ahead of them. They kind of have like that break time. Oh, let me uh, stop that. 
as you know, uh, we film live here in schools, so uh, I'm getting beeped at right now. Uh, and you know, the closing <laughs> circle time, taking a break, all that stuff. Uh, is there any other components to SCL that we use in the Ridgefield Elementary classroom? Sure, so I yeah. can talk. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Beck. <laughs> so I can talk a little bit about ruler. Um, so ruler is another aspect or another uh, approach that we incorporate into our classroom on a daily basis. And I think the biggest component of ruler that we use in our elementary school classrooms would be the mood meter. And essentially the uh, the premise of a mood meter is identifying your emotions. And as Mark Brackett, the, the developer of Ruler would say, mm -hmm. if you can name it, you can tame it. So we want to get kids at all ages to start. By the way, we've had him on the podcast many years ago. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, Richfield Tiger Talk, we're everywhere, baby. <laughs> that's, that's real celebrity right yeah, there. I know, I know. <laughs> so as he would say, if you can name it, you can tame it. So we want yep. kids of all ages to be able to begin identifying how they're feeling and recognizing those emotions in other people so that they know how to react to that. And, and I think that's, a, oh, I'm sorry, Wes. No, no, keep going. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that's a, a, a really important thing because it's, it's where ruler and responsive classroom overlap. Um, we talk a lot about CARES in responsive classroom, which is an acronym for cooperation, assertion, responsibility, empathy, and self-control. And in responsive classroom, we use a lot of interactive modeling to ask kids, what does that look like? What does that sound like? And what does that feel like? How do you want to feel when you're in classroom or the cafeteria. Um, and so what Becky is saying about naming it is really important and being able to use that mood meter to not only identify what you're feeling right at the moment, but also identify what you want to be feeling when you're in certain situations in school. Oh, that's, I kind of want that for my office, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true, right? It's true. If you can, I like that. If you name it, you can tame it. Now, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, like the the systems that we put in place in our classroom, the professional development that we give our teachers with responsive classroom and ruler under the big umbrella of SEL. But one of the things we wanted to focus on today's show is kind of those things outside of the classroom or connected to the classroom to make the school look like a community. Because one of the biggest things about SEL is a sense of belonging, right? You want to feel like you belong part of that community in the school. The school, uh, I remember an old superintendent I worked with many, many years ago says, your school system is, is a mirror to the community. And that's true, right? If, if the school system is what we are, the community is going to be creating for the community of the future. And what are some of the things that Farmingville and Barlow Mountain what did you guys do to kind of foster that sense of community that connects to social emotional learning with children? So something that I always think about is how are, you know, the, the average age of people at Barlow Mountain Elementary School is about seven. Yeah. So we want to have fun and Absolutely. we want and we want to take pride in our community and in our school. So a, a lot of um the activities that we do are really centered around that about taking pride in who we are as mm -hmm. a community and uh and being proud of being a bobcat. 
<laughs> and what we do is, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of activities or events at our school that incorporate SEL and that school spirit as well. So that kids, kids feel proud to be part of our community, which makes them want to do well for, for themselves and for each other. So one thing that we do here at Barlow that, um, that will, uh, it's that that and that is kind of like a pep rally. Yeah, we have a whole school meeting. Um, Ooh. and during our whole school meetings, it's sort of run like a, like a large morning meeting. Yeah, where the whole entire school community will come together. Our fifth grade student council will be the leaders or the facilitators of that meeting. And we'll either talk about a rule, we'll talk about something that is going on, and it's just a great way for the community to come together and and, and celebrate each other while talking about uh, what you know what what makes us a great place to be. And uh, that's really cool because it see you know the little the littles see the fifth graders. The fifth graders see the littles. They, they see that they're part of like this like larger community. Um, what about, what else is happening at Farmingville? So at Farmingville, we also have a very active student council. Um, our student council is made up of fourth and fifth graders. And one of the most memorable things that our student council has done um, that was just incredibly fun last year and is actually going to be happening again just in a few weeks here was um, a cereal drive that we did for the Danbury Food Pantry. And Ooh. yeah, it was so much fun. We collected over 651 boxes of cereal and created a domino course out of those boxes of cereal <laughs> um we then had, we we live streamed it to the classrooms but we had our kindergartners come in person it was hard to fit everybody with almost 700 boxes of cereal in the gym wow. <laughs> but we got the kindergartners in there and um everybody was able to watch us topple the tower or, or the uh dominoes <laughs> of cereal boxes um and the kids loved it and we felt like we made such a big difference um the Danbury Food Pantry was so grateful because they're always looking for cereal. Cereal Absolutely. is a very popular item. Um, but yeah, just like Becky said, our student council does a lot of really cool things like school spirit days and um, just being leaders in our building. So we definitely use them to help build our community. Ah, that's so cool. And again, when you have those like, you know, you don't think a fourth grader and a fifth grader, but when they when they have ownership of something like that, they do really cool mm -hmm. stuff. And again, they feel part of a community. Yeah, um, there's there's uh, some new programs happening at Barrow Mountain. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of started last year and going into this year. If you want to tell us a little bit about those, Becky. Yeah, sure. So we are so lucky. We have a couple of fifth grade teachers and uh, one of your techs, West, uh, yeah. Mr. Evans. <laughs> they have um, put together a news crew. So we're very lucky. We have our morning announcements broadcast live at Barlow Mountain Ooh. with uh, student anchors. Who, <laughs> That's so cool. It is cool. So they lead the pledge, they announce birthdays, and they give any sort of news. And it really is a great way to build community, to talk about, to have kids sharing out some things that are happening in the community and, um, you know, just, just some things that they're particularly proud of. And, uh, you know, that it comes on every morning is, is, a, is a great way to unite all of us. And that's so cool. 
we have also started a school newspaper. So every Wednesday morning, um, Mrs. Miller, one of our fifth grade teachers, has put together a group of third, fourth, and fifth grade students, and uh, they published their first bulletin a couple of months ago. I think that was also featured in one of um, in one of Dr. De Silva's weekly uh, news sendouts. Yep. And they did they did a really nice job celebrating a lot of things that are happening in with our students at school. That's so cool. And again, it's student run, student made, of course, adult supervision, of course, but, um, you know, and to them, they have ownership of that. And they feel like they're a part of that school community. Um, you know, I think uh, we'll talk one more thing about farming. I know far you, by the way, all our elementary schools are doing really cool stuff about this. I want people to know that it's just not farming going <laughs> Barlow. So <laughs> it's, uh, but it's neat to see that each, you know, and it's a testament to both of you as building leaders, you look at what talent you have in your building and you say, hey, you know, I think this is something that we can bring to students and then cultivate that into something really cool. So hats off to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Wes. Yeah. Um, so I think another thing that I just want to mention about Farmingville is our PTA, because our PTA really does make such a huge impact. That's huge. Yep. Yeah, they're they're so supportive and so amazing and and really bring our community together. And one of the ways they do that is with a kids cares club. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just about teaching empathy, about teaching um kids to care about people outside of of just our bubble. Um so a couple of things that they do that are just really impressive to me um they just finished up a giving tree for family and children's services where they collected hats and gloves and mittens um, to give to people in need. They have done things like um, packing up bagged lunches for Dorothy Dayhouse and oh, actually wow. making the sandwiches. And yeah, I believe the last time they did it, they delivered about a hundred sandwiches, which, you know, makes a huge difference. Um, so it's just so nice to see. And it's a huge club. There's so many kids involved, so many families who help facilitate it. And um, like I said, our PTA just does such a great job of bringing people together and really doing community outreach. So, so grateful for them. And I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the Barlow Mountain PTA also yep. <laughs> for doing many, many similar things. And, uh, you know, to echo what Nancy said, we are incredibly lucky to have such supportive families in our community. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, when I tour my buildings weekly and I'm, you know, you'll see me pop my head into the elementary schools, I see uh, the PTA parents working in tandem with our teachers, our administrators, our paras. It's it's great to have. So it really is an important part of that, not only communal feeling, but it, it helps social emotionally to children know that this is an active place in the community. It's not, it's not sterile where it's like the child comes here and we put them in a classroom. You know, you don't see them for six hours. It's a part, it's an active community engagement with our children. So that's really, really cool. Uh, well, um, I think I've taken up enough time of both of yours. Incredibly busy day. It's really hard to get two building principles on a podcast. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for, for penciling uh, this in. And uh, especially after this week with all the snow and ice we've been having <laughs> and, and delays and whatnot. Yeah. Our pleasure, Wes. We're so happy to be here and talking to you.
Oh, We're so glad to brag about our schools anytime. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, before I go, is there anything coming up at either school, like in the springtime that you might be excited about that uh, you might want to just give a sh quick shout out for? Yeah, I am so excited about our school musical. I can't Ooh. even begin to tell you. I um, have been helping out with that and the rehearsals are so much fun and these kids are just amazing. And again, the families that are helping us put together sets and costumes and props and playbills and everything else that's involved is just amazing. And big shout out to Miss Amanda Cody and Mr. Ian Jackson, um, our math specialist and music teacher who are helping get this off the ground and running because we're so excited. So get ready to check out Annie Jr. at Farmingville. And Ooh, awesome. Same here at Barlow. We mm -hmm. will be performing Wonka Kids. And uh, we're excited about showing off our new sound system to make all of our performers sound amazing. Ooh, so, nice. So a, a shout out to our facilities and our curriculum department for helping us out with that great new sound system that we have here. Yes. That's awesome. So it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a great spring. We also have a couple of parent workshops to come in and uh, it's called Let's Play School. So parents can actually experience what it's like to be part of a math or literacy lesson. Oh, that's so, so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. It's always, you know, the parents like, oh, no, I don't even know if I can do this yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very, very busy days. And I want to thank our audience for taking the time to listen to the podcast. The podcast really blew up in town. So if you're listening, please, please let people know that this is your one-stop shop to listen to all the cool things that are happening in Ridgefield Public Schools. Uh, thank you again to Nancy and Becky. Uh, thank you guys so much. Our pleasure. Thanks, Wes. Thank Have you. a great day, everyone. Yeah, and um, everyone, enjoy the uh, very cold weekend coming up whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, this is Dr. D signing off. Have a good one.